You got your shit together, Bart? I don't, I don't know. You broke well, the microphone. You got it all back together? <sighs> yep, I'm, I'm here. All right, so this is Char. This is Barb. And this is Plug, Plug your, your Ears, where we sit back, chat a little, think we're going to laugh a lot, and talk about whatever we want. We want, because we're open, we're honest, and we are definitely not PC. And I'm halfway through the wine. She's two bottles of beer in. So sit back, do your thing. And plug, plug your ears. So tonight, Barbara had this genius idea of since it's Thanksgiving month, we're going to do, last last week was the Love homeland it. folklore, and tonight is going to be Indian folklore, and we mean feather not dot. <laughs> so I have, you know, I have decided, Barb, I don't like folklore. No? I mean, I love folklore, but actually doing a show on folklore kind of sucks because it's all hearsay yeah. and everything is just short little tidbits and short yeah, stories yeah, and yeah. you can't really like delve in I couldn't find a murder of course that comes with my story oh I, I have one I couldn't find shit I mean I have I've got like 32 pages of notes that are double spaced 16 font of course but it says the same shit over and over everywhere I go so, needless to say, guess where I got my information this week? Wicked, wicked, Wikipedia! HistoryDaily.org, ThoughtCatalog.org, or I'm sorry, ThoughtCatalog.com. So, I chose the Native American folklore of the Skinwalker. Um, I thought it was pretty neat. So, it's a pretty cool title. It is really cool title. And it reminds me of, uh, I think maybe, no, I don't know. It reminds me of... Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh. It rubs the lotion on its it skin or the it gets the hose the again. It puts the lotion on the skin or it gets the hose again. Um, which one was it that was... The one that I always say is I am Siamese, but it's... um. Oh, shit. Never mind. I think two beers is too much. So... Whatever. We're going to go into the Navajo language. This is called... Here's where I'm going to fuck this right, up. Right. You, know, gonna... you know what I decided today what? when I was doing my homework is that you just say it the way you say it and like with confidence and people, who's going to know the difference? Right. So it, it's ye naldluchi, naldluchi. It means to go on all fours or he who walks on fours. So a skinwalker is a type of harmful witch in the Native American folklore which has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. The term is never used for healers or white witches, always a dark witch. Now, it's a Navajo... What'd you call me, a white witch? <laughs> no. <laughs> I call you a white bitch, not a white oh, witch. Okay. All Actually, right. that's not true. I generally call you a hua. <laughs> what's my hua? Um, so, the Navajo people, which is where this originates... They believe that witchcraft is just another part of their spirituality and one of the ways of their lives. So witchcraft has long been a part of their culture, history, and traditions. Witches exist alongside the humans and are not supernaturals for the Navajos. Now we all know I love culture, history, traditions, but there is nothing I love more than what? Witches, werewolves, and vampires. Witches! Werewolves. What's up, witches? Oh! Oh, hey, I got Oh, she's got witches on her socks. It says, drink it's up, a, witches. <laughs> nice. That's perfect for tonight. So the Navajos believe that there are places where the powers of both good and evil are present and that those powers can be harnessed for either yeah. good or they're, evil. They're both in my brain. Right. I got one on my left shoulder yeah, and one right. on my right. My brain's going in circles going, I want to go to the left, but the right sounds right. Um, so... They have medicine men who utilize the good powers to heal and aid members of their communities, while those who practice Navajo witchcraft seek the direct spiritual forces to cause harm or misfortune to others. So the dark and the light, um, which the dark ones use human, I was going to say human. Human. They use human corpses in various ways, such as tools. So the bones are in, conco are in concoctions for curses. I know a lot of people who aren't corpses that are tools. Right? <laughs> Sorry. So the Navajos get these this knowledge passed down from generation to generation from their elders. 
Now, what amazed me hearing that it was all witches and witchcraft and blah, 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 is that mm. most skinwalkers are men. Male. We'll go with male. Um, now, in order to become a skinwalker, he or she, because there are some women, must be initiated into this secret society, which requires most the most evil of deeds, right? So they're like masons. Well, masons <laughs> don't require you I'm to teasing. kill a family member. Do you know that? Most? Oh, no, I don't. Well, because I know. actually do know quite a few masons. There's a lot of masons in the National Guard. But it didn't require them to kill a sibling. I love my sister. I also hate my sister some days. But I can never imagine killing my sister just to become a werewolf. Well, you, you can't tell me you've never imagined killing your sister. Dude, I've done some pretty nasty shit to my sister, but I've still never actually imagined you, killing my sister. Oh, I bet you when you were younger you did. No. Nope. I mean, everybody I does. sent my sister to the hospital. I did some pretty nasty. My sister will tell you, my sister is a tough bitch. We all know this. But my sister will tell you that if it comes down to it, I will fuck her up. She's like, Char will kick my ass. Char will my brother kick- says the same thing about me. <laughs> she, she's like, Char will kick my ass. I'm like, no, no, you generally have a nine mil. <laughs> like, I'm not fucking with you. So after the task of killing your sibling has been completed, the or close family member, the individual then acquires supernatural powers, which gives them... Super. Right? It makes them steeper. So then they got a cape. Right. <laughs> and a mask. Um, and it gives them the ability to shape shift into animals. Most often, they're in the form of coyotes, wolves, foxes, cougars, dogs, and bears. But they can take the form of any animal. Some of them take the form of crows. Insert, I'm a cougar joke here. <laughs> you are a cougar. <laughs> so, I, what I don't get is that some people, they says some of them take the form of crows, but then it turns around and says that they generally wear the skin of the animals that they transform into. Oh, you- hence, skinwalkers. So the how do you yeah I mean I guess well you can, we've all seen the picture of the Native American with the right, like the, the fox or the wolf oh, that, I've you, seen a crow on, one too. on the head yeah those are skinwalkers gotcha. so sometimes they wore the skulls or sometimes they wore the antlers <laughs> It'd be kind of funny to see a little a little ah, crow, crow skull, skull huh? actually I had a crow skull on my Halloween costume last year you say that very well I had a difficulty crow skull crow skull. I had I had a crow skull on my Halloween costume Irish last year. Irish watch. Yeah, no Irish wrist watch. <laughs> so um, they'll wear the they'll wear the horns Sorry. or the antlers or the skulls. Um, they choose what animal they want to turn into. I would think if you were given supernatural powers, they would transform you into what the supernatural thought you were supposed to be. But whatever. Um, because of this, the Navajo consider it taboo for members of society to wear any pelt of a predatory animal. Yeah. However, sheepskin, leather, and buckskin are totally acceptable because apparently they don't find oh they don't well they don't find sheep like predatory. So I'm not sure how I feel about this whole thing because um, all I can think of is now I kind of want to be a skinwalker for Halloween, but is that culturally insensitive? Oh my God! I, really, on this podcast, you're going to go into culture? No, we no, don't. I'm we not going on this podcast, but I am going to when I walk into work. Oh, right. <laughs> do, do you wear a fox on your head when you walk into work? It would be totally badass. I do have a fox tail in my room. You could be the crow and the fox. You can my, be both. My buddy was the crow for Halloween. You could be like um, by. I can be by animalistic. By animalistic. So by bestial. When they when they take Ooh, the by like bestial, that does not even that sounds like no <laughs> no no. Eh. So that's gonna sound hot. <laughs> so ooh, bestiality for Barb, folks. So the skinwalkers are said to take possession of the bodies of the human victims when they lock eyes on them. So after taking control of the victim, they can get them to do say whatever they want them to say or do. Um, once they're shape-shifted, one of the ways that you can tell that they're not a real animal is that their eyes are very different from those of an animal. Their eyes are still very human, and when lights are shined on them, they turn bright red. Altern- alternatively, when they are in human form, their eyes look more like animals' eyes. Hmm. So, this evil society of witches gather in dark caves or secluded places for several purposes— to initiate new members, plot their activities, harm people from a distance with black magic, and perform dark ceremonial rites. These ceremonies are similar to other tribes' affairs, including dancing, face rituals, and sand painting. 
but were corrupted by dark connotations. Not concoctions, connotations. So the evildoers are said to engage in necrophilia with female Ew. corpses, Ew. cannibalism, incest, grave ro- and grave robberies. During these gatherings, the skinwalkers shapeshift into their animal forms or go about naked wearing only beaded ju- jewelry and ceremonial paint. The leader of the skinwalkers is usually an old man who is very powerful and a long-lived skinwalker. So I'm thinking... He's the one that came up with the rule about nakedness. That's what I was just going to oh, say. sorry, sorry. I'm thinking he's just the old perv that wants to see young naked women and fuck corpses. So um, skinwalkers are said to be able to read others' minds, control thoughts. They can even cause disease or illness. And they can destroy property on the way up to killing somebody. So they're bastards. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those who have talked about their encounters with these beings describe a number of ways you can know that a skinwalker is near. They make sounds around your home, such as knocking on windows, banging on walls, scraping on noise, or scraping noises on the roof. On other occasions, they've been seen as peeping toms, peering oh. in the windows. Peepers! Peeper! Um, it is said that in addition to being able to shapeshift, the skinwalker is also able to control the creatures of the night. So they can control the wolves, the owls, and they can make them do their bidding for them. And the hookers. Yes. <laughs> Ladies of the night. Um, which, again, the old man. Right. <laughs> Creepy Hi, bastard. you want a date? Right. Um, so they You're can... kind of foxy. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, see what I did or there? Or werewolfy. See what um, I did there? So they're said that they can call up the spirits of the dead and reanimate corpses to Ew. attack their enemies. Because of this... Native Americans barely venture out at night alone. I thought that was pretty intriguing. It's like zombie-ish. Mm-hmm. Now, they're said that they can run faster than a car and can jump high cliffs. They're extremely fast, agile, and impossible to catch. But they leave tracks larger than that of any animal. Duh, human fucking feet. When they have been seen, they have been described Yeah, but as- isn't it like, do they walk on all fours? Yes, that's what the whole thing translates right, to. Exactly. He who walks so on like, horse. If they're in human form, they still no like, bear walk. Nope, nope. Right. That's just an animalistic form. But they've been described that when they're in their animal form, they're not quite human, but they're not fully animal. They're usually naked, and they've seen them wearing tattered clothes, like tattered t-shirts, tattered shorts. Um, now it says that they have. So me on a Saturday morning. Me when I go to cutie. <laughs> yep. They said that these live unexpired lives and that they usually, they continually kill or perish themselves. So, um, they have, what am I going to say here? So the skinwalkers, no, I just, I I couldn't, no, it was totally, every paragraph starts with skinwalker, skinwalker, skinwalker. So I should have changed it to they in some points. But they have been blamed for a manner of unexpected struggles and tragedies throughout the years, like in big ordeals, whether it's crop loss or whatever to the Native American culture. Or, fucking skinwalkers. I know, right? It wasn't the drought. It was the fucking skinwalkers. Right. So among the Navajo children, they've been used, the stories of the skinwalker have been used to explain life and death struggles um, or... Some of the encounters, such as naughty kids, are going to have the skinwalker come and get them, so that mm. they'll scare the kids. Now, it's like the boogeyman. They say it's not, but then as you're reading about it, it sure does sound like it. So non-Native American interpretations of the skinwalker stories typically take form as a partial encounter, stories on the roads, things they've seen, things that are on trail cams, you know, basically like the... Um, Definitely a Yeti. Like, definitely Sasquatch, but it's in a different human-type gotcha. form. So, they say that it re- that it um, resembles the European legends of werewolves or vampires. Um, now, the reason that it, they call them werewolves is because they transform into coyotes, wolves, yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. Um, and they say that they possess the animals. But they have more behavioral traits of vampires. Um, they have an avoidance of sunlight, immunity to me too. No- right, me too. Um, but that's because it burns. Eh? Oh shit! 
It's because I'm so fucking pale. What does my doctor call it? Fish belly white. He said I'm fish belly white. She's so pale, she's clear. My So when I was in the bar hopping age, my buddy Jamie used to always tell people, I love going to the bar with Char because you never lose her because she glows under the black light. That's right. pretty fucking white right there. So they do have an immunity to normal weapons. They have mind reading ability and the ability to hypnotize and exert control over people who look them in the eyes. The best way to, to kill a skinwalker is to determine his secret human identity, which then leaves him vulnerable during the daytime. That's when you can kill them. Now, here's other things that are very similar to vampires that I thought was interesting. They cannot enter a home without your permission or hmm. invite it in. They cannot undo their state. Once they're a skinwalker, they are always a skinwalker. Once you're a vampire, you can't go back to human. And in animal forms, they prefer nighttime. Fucking vampires. So they also prey on humans. Um, they have the mental powers. Um, now, the purge of the Navajo Witch Purge of 1878, which was initially evolved from cultural responses, so many people moving across the other lands would bring all these stories. The U.S. Army and the Navajos, um, or I'm sorry, the U.S. Army expelled the Navajos, um, and they were forced to relocate into Mexico or New Mexico. It was what's called the Long Walk of the Navajo in 1864. So, so like the Long Walk of Shame, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> Again, night walkers, whore, whore. prostitutes. Um, so when they got there, they were suffering from loss of water, failed crops, illness, death, all that dramatically reducing the numbers of Navajos. So for years, the government, so for four years, the government finally admitted that they had made a mistake and the Navajo were allowed to return to their, to their lands. But during this time, many of the members were said to have turned into shapeshifters to escape their terrible conditions. In the meantime... The rest of the tribe were just convinced that the gods had deserted them. Now, once the people returned to their homelands, conditions improved, but the dreaded skinwalkers, for whom they blamed their for the years of uh, negativity on the reservation, or whatever you want to call it, were still among them. So all these accusations of witchcraft and hunting of skinwalkers began. Um, so that's when they had the Navajo Witch Purge, which occurred in 1878. Um, 40, just 40 Navajo suspected witches were killed in order to restore harmony in the balance of the tribe. Seems like a lot to me. Right. But they're super hard to kill, too. Um, successfully killing one requires assistance from a shaman. Um, it's going to require spells and rituals that can turn the skinwalker's evil back upon itself. Um, so then when it happens, they can shoot the creature with bullets that have been dipped into white ash. Ooh. Right. Kind of silver bullets kind of thing. So now I found this place called the Skinwalker Ranch, right? Oh, yeah. I, I came across that in my research as well, but I just yeah. moved along. Because you knew I was doing Skinwalker? No, because I knew I wasn't. Oh. But I didn't know you what you were doing. Oh. I thought I told you what I was doing. So on the Skinwalker Ranch... You never know what she's doing. You kind, I think you kind of have a guess, because I'm always like, don't do... <laughs> That's, I mean, otherwise I'm waiting for, like, when I don't say don't do, I wait for us to have the same thing. So in 96, a team of scientists ventured into Utah, and they found a place that they eventually called this Skinwalker Ranch. Um, and there was some bizarre phenomenon there. So it's in the northeast Utah, very far away from the reservation for some reason. Um, but it was actually called the Sherman Ranch. Now, the Sherman Ranch has found UFOs on this, aliens, cattle mutations, crop circles. It's located near the Ute Indian Reservation, not the Navajo. Um, and they, it said that those people long thought that the Navajo had put a curse on their tribe in retribution for many perceived transgressions. And since then, the skinwalkers have plagued the Ute people. Mm. Yeah, so... Um, Witchcraft represents the antithesis of Navajo culture. Antithesis. Antithesis. Say it again. Antithesis. Sure. Um, of Navajo cultural values and is not tolerated. So they do work to avoid it. Um, but they know it exists. Their laws have said that when a person becomes a witch, they have forfeited their humanity. 
Um, traditionally, the Navajos will not speak to outsiders about these creatures. Um, for that matter, it is so taboo that they barely even speak about it to them among themselves. Huh. Mm-hmm. So now the skin... We must never speak of this again. Right. Right. It's like Grandpa in the Corner. We don't speak of that. So the Skinwalker Ranch, some people believe, is in the, the rake, which is commonly encountered in the Northeast. Um, I don't understand what that means because I couldn't find anything that would go on it. All I could gather from reading and reading and reading on the Skinwalker Ranch is these bitches will jump onto any fucking bandwagon. UFO? I got them! Crop circle? I got those bitches! Skinwalkers? We've had... <coughs> we've had the Skinwalkers they've had for centuries. So, now I did find a couple of stories. The one that got me was one called The Yenel Lucci is Watching Me. It says, my grandmother on my mother's side has always been very superstitious, for lack of a better word. She's not religious, but she does believe in paranormal. Her mother was full-blooded Navajo, and her father was Irish. Uh. All I can picture is like a red-headed Indian. Um, yeah, interesting. Ginger. Either way, she Ginger had... Ginger, Inja. Right? <laughs> Either way... <laughs> I was late on that. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Either way, she'd never been anywhere east of Montana. Guess where she grew up, Barb? Nevada. So one year, while this person was in grade school, they went to visit her. It says most of the visit was very uneventful, typically boring old people shit, except she always kept her curtains drawn shut and would always peek out the window, and when someone asked what she was doing, she would reply, you know, Yen old Lucci is watching me. Hmm? This went on for nearly the entire visit, until a few days before they were due to leave, the grandmother and the then baby brother, who is now grown, we're in the front yard one evening planting flowers when all of a sudden my grandmother started shouting. Insert little brother's name here. Uh, Get away from that creature. It's not safe. So, of course, being in Nevada, they all assumed that it was a scorpion or a rattlesnake. So everybody goes running outside. They go running. When they get out there, grandma is clutching the little brother in her arms, shaking in terror, standing against the side of the house in the, in the yard. And a large black Great Dane-sized dog was standing there staring at the grandmother intensely like they had never seen before. It looked up, gave a little huff, and bounded off. says, I don't remember being that it moved unusually fast, but do remember that it had deep yellow eyes. Ooh. When the mother asked the grandmother what had happened, she kept finding... What she, happened? What happened was... <laughs> is she kept saying, the Yenel Lucci has found me. Oh. So she fucking moved. Like, within weeks. Wow. Yeah. Um, so then there was another one that said that it had the dog's body, but the human hands and feet. It was spending a month, the person was spending a month with their cousin at their grandmother's house. Always at grandma's house. It was August, and the cousin's age, age, ages ranged from 10 to 15. Um, this was the oldest of the kids that was that's telling the story. It says... Um, they were staying with a 10, 13, and 14-year-old. They stayed up all night telling scary stories often, but one night and a, a few weeks in, they decided to make a campfire out back. The grandmother's house was in the rural suburbs. The neighbors aren't too far when you're driving down the road, but in the backyard, the thick forest was with man-made paths was back there. Each house is on a hill, so only part of the basement is underground. We have walkout basements all over here. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it was towards the east side of the yard in a small patch of open land. Um, you couldn't see any of the yards, the neighboring yards there, for probably three quarters of a mile to each side. Said that it had been maybe 11 o'clock at night. They were playing truth or dare after telling scary stories. And the 14-year-old cousin dared the, the 15 and the 13-year-old cousins to go walk through the paths for 10 minutes. Ooh. They said yes right away, thinking it was going to be easy and that they weren't scared. And they were pretty level-headed. But the, other, the younger cousin was a bit more hesitant. They didn't bring a flashlight because it wasn't pitch dark, and they could see enough to not die, were their words. They were walking through the path for about five minutes when they, in the middle of the path was a large dog-like creature Ooh. hunched over on its front hands about an inch from the ground. So what this person remembers most was how his eyes were so fucking bright white, and it was a humanoid, humanoid dog shape with a human head, Ooh. but a dog-like body, but human hands and feet. So it looked right at them. They were paralyzed with fear, because I would too. 
um, and it dashed the opposite way towards the creek, ran through the yard. Eventually, the cousins screamed bloody murder, and the grandmother ran to him. Um, it says, I don't remember much here because I was really disoriented and I couldn't think properly, but I did wake up in bed. So I assume I was brought up to the house. Wow. All the kids slept in the basement in a big room and there were sliding glass doors. Um, the bed was pressed against the big window and they could see the cousins playing outside and stuff. But guess where this story is? Michigan. So it gets mm. pretty cold at the end of August, so there was a light breeze, so they put on a jacket to go playing outside and skipped breakfast that morning, not wanting to miss out on anything fun. When they got down, they could tell that they were playing, <coughs> that they weren't playing, but rather running to get grandmother. Her, both of her dogs were dead. They were oh. fucking ripped apart. Um, that night when they went to bed early, they woke up at maybe 2 o'clock in the morning because they felt this person felt something hit their head. All the cousins were sitting on the double bed beside them in the other room. There was one bunk bed and two double beds. And the 14 for the, the two double beds were for the 14 and 15 year olds. Um, all the cousins were being super quiet and staring at them. The 13 year old nodded his head towards the window. I froze. They all looked afraid. So as this person turned their head to the side, they saw a really fucked up looking face pressed against the window oh. with gaping eyes looking in on them. They all screamed and bolted. The grandmother called the police, but they found nothing. So this person has never gone to grandma's house again. Yikes. So now I've got my story from Nevada. I've got my story from Michigan. And I've got a bunch of other stories, but we're good with those two because those are my homes. So I'm good with that. Now on that note, Barb, guess what time it is. What time is it? It's time for a break. A break, yes. Because yes. you'll never guess what Char has to do. She has to go to the bathroom? I do. What? I know. It's oh, like it's a, the beer. It's because it's, it's beer. Beer in, beer out, I always say. Yeah. So, I don't buy beer. I rent it. That is pretty. I rent everything. What the hell I, am I talking about? Yeah, I don't buy beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we will be right back in five, four, three, two. Was that a quick enough break? Whew. That was a quick one. I'm a little buzzed. Are you really? A little bit, yeah. Wow. Ryan's kicking my butt. Good, I'm glad to hear that. All right. So... You ready for me? I'm ready for me? you. <laughs> what did you think of mine? I was, like, I don't think I said a word the whole time you were telling those, like, stories. The, the women of the night, we, you did? Oh, a little bit, but man, and then I just, like, I think I was just sitting here, my mouth agape. It was so freaking <laughs> interesting. I didn't, I was like, oh, I'm supposed to interact, but there mm. you go. Un uninterrupted enthralling stories for y'alls. <sighs> so I did the ghost witch, um, the Passamaquoddy. That sounds about good. Passamaquoddy and the Micmac mythology say that the ghost witch. Can you do this, Barb? <laughs> Are you having difficulties? Ghost. I didn't want to say ghost witch. Ghostwitch. Like sandwich. I Was like sandwiches. Born of the body of a dead shaman who um, practiced black magic. Oh, could have been a skinwalker. He emerges at night with murder on his mind. Is there any particular night of the year? No, just okay. in the night. Okay. That's why, that's why engines don't go out at night. They don't go out at night <laughs> alone. You can kill them with fire, but if you make eye contact or hear the witch's voice... It will fucked. curse you with a diabolical curse. Oh, you fucked. Another story that I got, and um, I, I think I got from the same website you did, and then wiki, wiki, wiki. We love the wiki. The wiki said that it's an old sorcerer who died of old age. He was known as a vindictive and petty person. He obviously had no friends. So when he died, there was nobody to attend to his body. Dude, why do I feel like narcissist? <laughs> yeah. So eventually relatives wrapped his body in blankets and it didn't say this, but I said threw it in an old gnarled up tree in the black forest. Okay. It said... I'm going to pause it because I'm going to steal that from my dog. I'm going to be the friend oh. and take the dog's bone this week. Hold on. All right, you guys, I was the good friend and I took the dog's bone this week. Okay. So, threw it in the old gnarled tree, and it is said that people saw strange things flitting through the trees in the moonlight. Like fairies? 
Oh, no, no. Mosquitoes? No. In Michigan, they'd be mosquitoes. Bad things. Oh, I feel a sneeze coming on. I will try to avoid that. She does threes, too. Hunters reported hearing awful sounds, and eventually people avoided the area completely. I would, too. So years and years later, a couple, husband and wife, strangers to the land, um... And strangers to the tail. <laughs> we're heading through. <laughs> they were strangers to the tail if they were a couple. <laughs> uh, strangers to the tail of the ghost witch. Oh, oh. So, so um, you're saying he probably did get some booty? Um, I no. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Listen up. Here's, oh, oh. here's the murder story. Sorry, I'm gonna get my shit together here, folks. Okay. So they were heading through on their way east. They decided to stay in the woods overnight. So, of course, they chose that tree to construct a lean-to. Oh, yay. The wife was apprehensive and kept seeing strange things in the trees. She's like, come on, honey. They were white. <laughs> She's like, come on, honey, let's, let's, we don't want to stay here. So, the husband's like, ah, oh, we'll be fine. Um, whoa, I lost my place because I'm a little Oh, drunk. no shit. Okay. He soon fell asleep and she stayed awake listening to the fire until it became embers. She was too afraid to go get more wood for the fire, so she wrapped herself in the blanket and then closed her eyes. Pretty soon she heard, like, gnawing. And she's like, okay, it's just an animal, like, eating something. Much like Nike right now. Eating its bone. Another bone. He found another fucking bone. So soon it was dawn and she finally, and she got up and she finally tried to wake her husband up because he wasn't waking up. She nudged him and he fell over from his side to his back. Oh shit, he did. He rolled onto his back and discovered his face frozen in horror. She screamed and she ran and ran and ran like Forrest Gump. All run, way, Forrest, run! All the way to an inn. I ain't a smart man, She Jenny. tried to tell them her story, but her words came out all jumbled and garbled. Because she ain't a smart girl. She would eventually calm down enough to tell her tale. And many of the people in the town didn't believe her. But some of the older hunters um, remembered the story of the strange happenings in the woods. So... The men armed themselves and went, followed the wife into the woods. Like, I'm picturing uh, Beauty and the Beast right now. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, of course they come upon the burial tree, which is, you know. The gnarled up old tree. Where they made their bed for the night. And they noticed that his heart was gone. Oh, shit. Um, They looked above and they saw the dead witch hanging. And one brave man climbed up in the tree, took the witch's corpse down and upon removing the tattered blankets that he had been buried in they found fresh blood around and in the corpse's mouth oh so they burned the body of the witch and for good measure they burned the tree and that ended all the creepiness that's it well and once again wholesome animals came into the forest and inhabited the area some say that the wife returned home and remarried, but others say that any dealings with the ghost witch would result in a lifetime of nightmares. I would, I would think any dealings dealing with your husband with his face eating off would result in a lifetime of nightmares. Run. Right. Yeah. So this one's pretty cool. There's no real, well, I guess it's a legend of its own, flying heads. Ooh. This the is labyrinth. The labyrinth where they start throwing each other's heads and they're like, we don't throw other heads. Oh, I never saw the labyrinth. Oh, never mind then. So this is Iroquois and Wyandotte mythology. Ravenous, spirited. Uh-huh. Oh, hold on a minute. I got to put my wine down. Ravenous, spirited, cursed. Bart with... can't read her own writing, oh, guys. I-, I cannot read my own writing. They're ravenous spirits, cursed with insatiable hunger. Their physical description depends on who's telling the tale, but they resemble... Ha- basically, this is the, the overall, is that they resemble human heads with long, dark hair, terrible, in quotes, eyes, and a large mouth with sharp fangs. Sometimes they're described as having bat wings coming out from their cheeks, and bird-like talons. They're always described as being bigger than the size of the tallest man and possessing an impenetrable impenetrable hide. So kind of skinwalkers. 
Well, they're impediment. Like, there, no weapon can break through their hide. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. It's said that they that they drove natives from New York near the Hudson into the Adirondack Mountains, away from the hunting grounds. In the early 1900s, a Mohawk guide in Lake Pleasant, New York, named Captain Gill, claimed the legend took place in Lake Sacandaga. Okay. The legend was enough to keep tribes from the land for many years. The hill where the unknown tribe's village is considered cursed. In fact, since then, three hotels have been built there, each only lasting a very short amount of time before inexplicably being burnt to the ground. Oh, wow. Like in a fire that, like, they don't know why. So Interesting. Yeah. And that's all I got on that one. Okay, see... We just had the conversation of why I don't right. like folklore. This is but why they're cool. I don't, they are cool, but there's so many like you can't just get in depth into one into story. One. Well, you did, and you found much more than I did. But so now we're going to move on to the death bat. This is my last one. This is a Mayan actually um, legend. Folklore. Folklore. It's also known as sudden blood letter. It's a bat god of darkness, violence, and sacrifice, specifically blood sacrifice. It's a vampire. No, well, it, it, but it doesn't ever take, I don't think, human form. Oh, okay. It's, it's also known bat. as Kamazots. It's a big bitch. It inhabits Zabalta, Mayan version, it, which is the Mayan version of hell. It revels in slaughtering innocent people. Uh, Mayans believe that he demanded blood from his followers in exchange for favors or aid from Kamazats. Oh, that sounds like a lady of the night. There, well, there was, a folk, for... there was a full cult of Kamazats. Oh, shit. It began in 100 BC. One legend tells of twins, Hanapu and Zablank. They came across Kabat, Kabazats and his kin and they had to squeeze themselves into their blowguns to protect themselves from the flying f their it's a big ass blowgun right it's a legend <laughs> so Hanafu stuck his head out to see if the sun was up yet and Kamazats himself snatched his head and flew it up to the ball court where he was going to keep it to use as a ball for the gods for their next game so that really is where thunder comes from, is the gods playing baseball. Maybe. So then Zabalink, <laughs> the other twin, calls upon the forest animals to bring him their favorite, their favorite food. He was brought a squash in which he carved a new head for his brother. And they continued on, finding and defeating, defeating Kanazats, banishing from creation. Interesting. And again, all I can think of the labyrinth, and I don't know why the labyrinth is on my head, of rocks, friends. That's literally all Barb's got. That's all I got, man. I so, thought it was, like, good and longer, but, you know, you get a break this You week. know, eight minutes ain't too bad. Really? That's all? It was eight minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, see, I should have fumbled a little bit more. That's all. But, I, okay, so I can go on and on and on about my... Um, I don't have my tell you something good, but I'm going to tell you about... Okay. I, I'll come up with, with my tell you something good. Okay. So you're going to do your cause first. My cause is Love Your Melon. That's the name of the company. It was created in 2002. It's a hat company. They have hats. They have beanies. They have headbands. They have mittens. They have, like, ball caps. I'm getting... Oh, they're so... This, this company got me so excited because it's just amazing. They donate 50% of their profits to childhood pediatric cancer. Oh. And their goal is to give a hat to every, which is their signature item, like a ball cap hat, to every child battling cancer. Oh. And, I mean, honestly, like, their beanies are really cute. They have these beanies that, with, they, you know, like, when you go on their website, there's, like, a whole list of all their different products. They have, like, the ones with the puffballs. They have the ones without puffballs. They have, like, this whole Disney collection where they have two puffballs for, like, Mickey ears and stuff. Aww. 
And ah, it makes me wish my hair was long enough to wear a hat. It's just like, I'm not a beanie person and I'm not like a hat. I'm like a ball cap kind of girl, but I'm not like a hat, like a I winter hat. I can't wear a hat, period. Because it squashes my big hair. See, and I can't wear a hat, period, because my hair is so short that when I put a hat on, I look like a fucking boy. But they, honestly, everybody, please go check this out. I mean, like, I went, I went to their website, and there's, like, an about, and, like, there's this whole section about childhood pe- or pediatric cancer. It, give, it gives the stats about how many kids are diagnosed and, and like, all of this stuff. I mean, I, it's just really, really cool. 50% of their profits, which, yeah, I mean, you know, they have to, 50%, that's a that's lot a of their profits. That's a huge chunk, yes. Bless you. I mean, one of the girls that I work with, her granddaughter is currently, oh gosh, she's three and she's battling leukemia. And here's a cool thing too. Walmart currently, and I'm not a, yeah. So Walmart currently has a baby doll that is a cancer baby doll. Oh. So I just gave. I wonder if um, Love Your Melon would give that baby doll a hat. Possibly. Now I know. I mean, I, oh, I one was of the just girls, like so filled with like so much hope for humanity when I saw this. I mean, it was just there's a, a it's a cool cool thing. There's a girl here locally whose child had leukemia, and she started a foundation and they found these dolls and so I gave them a hundred bucks to go get some dolls. Yeah. Um, because they want to give all the kids going through our local hospital for chemo mm-hmm. dolls. So, so I was like looking at the prices and like the the hats, like the knitted type hats were like $35, which is a little pricey. But if you want to think of it like you're actually giving 10 to $15 to childhood, you know, Cancers. pediatric cancer. That's worth think it. Of, think of it that way when you go to buy one of these. Because, you, yeah, sure, you can go buy a cheaper one. But think of it like you're spending ten bucks on a hat, and you're spending the rest of it to chemo, to leukemia or childhood cancer. That is great. Yeah, it, I just was like super, super excited, and this is going to be something that I'm going to campaign for. Which you know, thankfully in my life, I've ne- I've never been ch- touched by pediatric cancer. But oh, I have. You know, I mean, it's I've been touched by cancer, but. And and pediatrics, as a parent, you just got to go buy one of these, even if you throw it and, you know, donate it somewhere, but right. buy one. Right. I agree with that. That is a great, good job. Great cause. So next to that, my cause kind of looks, no, screw it. My cause is still awesome. Causes, you know. So my, I went with what is called cause box. You know, everybody's doing those monthly subscription boxes oh, yeah. where you can get beauty or you can get Fabletics or you can get whatever. So this is a monthly subscription box. Again, it's called, called Cause Box. Um, it stands out among all the beauty and accessory yeah. subscription boxes because it is only socially conscious products oh. and companies that give back. Um, so it's only socially conscious products and companies that give back. This company also... Um, supports various charities and partners raise funds for awareness and that kind of thing. So what it is, is it comes out seasonally, so quarterly basically, for $45 a season, um, you get your box that has all of these socially conscious products. On top of the products coming from socially conscious boxes, I love the fact that they, you you get it, it's twofold because the mm-hmm. products you're purchasing are socially cons- conscious plus the cause box donates. So I love that it's twofold. So you it's get to double, knock it yeah. out twice. Um, now, I haven't gotten my winter box, um, but from the spoilers, it's going. it shows that you're going to get a, a throw blanket, which retails oh. for like $120. Holy crap. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. So it's $45 and it's like four times a year? Yeah. Okay. So you're looking at $180 a year to give back twice. Um, this one has a $120 throw blanket, a jewelry box that retails at $42. Now gold, gold plated serving spoons, 
And then it's got these really cool for the winter, these really cool mitten gloves, which I love mitten gloves, where it's got the glove up to oh, the yeah, point yeah. and then the mitten flips, flips over the over top. Yep. So it's got really cool mitten gloves for the winter. Um, it's also got hair vitamins, primer, um, face primer. So mm -hmm. I know that it's like a hodgepodge of stuff, but it's cool stuff. It's stuff you might... Yeah, but you know what? I get like the Itsy bag or what, or the, you know, it's like, you know what that is? Uh-uh. It's like $10 a month and they give every month you get like, you get a makeup bag and then you get like almost sometimes like sample type amounts of like different beauty products. But see for $45 right. every three months, which is really, which is all beauty stuff. So like, and, and so actually, my point was that like you get it and it's probably six items often you don't feel like you use $10? Three of them. No, no, actually, I don't mind because it's 10 bucks. Right. But often I feel like there's a, two or three things I'm not going to use because they're all just one type of thing. Right. And I'm not a big makeup person, so some of the stuff I get, like, I think there was one bag that I got that I was like, oh, I'll use all of this. But, like, a lot of, I mean, I have three daughters, so a lot of times I'm just, like, pass out, out stuff, which is cool. And the other thing is weird that is that you get a makeup bag every time. I mean, how many makeup bags do you need? That is weird. Yeah, because this one's like a hodgepodge of stuff. Like, yeah, who needs which I who needs golden serving spoons? Not me, but I need serving spoons. So hey, it's gonna be fucking right. great. Which I think I mean that was my point is that it's kind of cool that it's not all one. Right, it's kind of cool thing that it's a hodgepodge because it's just you know random things that you know like they're all things that you can use because golden or not, you need spoons. You need, you know, Blankets who doesn't ever and, want another blanket? And this I mean, blanket was really cute. Yeah, so, no, I'm going to check um, that out. Yeah, it's causebox.com. Um, so if you're going to give a gift of a annual box, because I know a lot of people gift the boxes or things like that, um, gift Pura Vida, gift whatever. So what is, so, okay, so they get, they donate to what? So they pick every season, they pick a different cause to donate okay. to, from what I'm understanding. Um, but it's the companies that, so say your face primer is going right. to give back so on to top, animal cruelty. On top of, on top of them giving the, each of the companies. products, companies of each of the product gives back to. Right. That's, so that's really cool. You might get your cause going to African aid, but then your blanket might go to the Brazilian Rainforest. This is just pulling shit out of my right, butt. Right, right, right. No, I um, get but it. it might go to the rainforest, and the gold spoons could go to uh, women in Africa that are trying to get on their feet, and you know things like that. So it's every cause is different. Every cause is great. That's awesome. So That's yeah, really for good. forty-five a... bucks, even if you only give one, you can give. You don't have to subscribe annually. You can choose to just purchase one. Gotcha. So so could you go? It in every every season and purchase you one, could go in they oh. they do what's called spoilers so they only spoiled like six products and then there's more um so they'll do we need spoilers to put we, links we should put links on our on our facebook page right facebook plug your, ears. plug your ears so you can also plug your ears at gmail.com if there's something you want us to cover um right. that would be great give us some ideas guys so, I mean, not that we run out of ideas, because if it's dark and dirty, I got ideas. Um, so, now, Barb. I know, I'm trying tell to Tell me something good. You want me to start with my tell me something good? Um, let me think. Could you play the Jeopardy music for a second? Do, 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 do. Well, um... Okay, so I have a few something goods. First of all, my daughter, who's done with her school. She's a CNA. She is now a CNA. Um, got done with school, went up north, hung out with my sister for a few days, came home, and then I was talking to her last night, and in the process of like getting her license, she I gave her her social security card, which she lost, and so... Uh, we were talking, and she was, like, applying for a job, and she's like, my, I need my Social Security number, which I had. I was like, but you need a Social Security card so that you can, you know, when you get a job, they'll have to have a copy of right. it. Right. And she's like, okay, well, maybe tomorrow I'll just go 
to the Secretary of State and get one. I said, well, no, you have to go to the, the Social, Se- Social Security office. Thank you. And she's like, oh, okay, well, I'll go do that. Which is like a, a really huge big step. Right, because normally she doesn't want to try to solve her own shit. For she, the girl who was like, Mom, can you call the dentist and make an appointment for me? Yeah. Good job, Jordan. I'm very proud of that. And then my own selfish little one. I have like a decadent weekend planned and I'm excited about that. That is great. So my tell me something good. I am wearing right now. I have on a parent edition of the class of 2020 sweatshirt. Which means that officially, I mean, it's been official for 18 years. My child graduates in 2020. But this is the first item we've got, this class of 2020. We are on our roll. Kayla, my daughter, got the senior class of 2020 edition sweatshirt. So it is our first official step towards graduation. She's going to be a big girl. Oh, you have, we have so much to do between now and then. We do. We have so much. I just look around the house and go, yeah, I got tons of stuff to to do. So Barb's going to hate me by June because I'm going to be like, okay, we need to replace all the blinds in the house because the cat fucked them up. We need to do this. I'm never going to hate you. We have six months of a lot of fucking work to do. As long as you don't hate me when I'm like, okay, I think it's fine. So you take care of that because that's ridiculous. I'm okay with that. (laughs) I know. Um, I mean, you know me, I'm going to take care of most of it myself anyway. Okay, let's, that's um, just what I'm going to tease next week. And first I have to find out what it is. Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. Next week is Thanksgiving week, which means it is Black Friday. We're going shopping, y'all. Barb, we're going shopping. I know, but so, we're taping Black Friday. Next week. <laughs> that was my teaser and you did not fall for it. What the fuck? <laughs> Barb might not be able to drink this wine anymore. No, I was checking my calendar. I already checked my calendar while you were telling your story. I know. Oh, oh, I thought you just had the list. I didn't no. know you had them in your calendar. Yeah, I had them in my calendar. All so right, I was well, on she's, it. she's on it. She I'm not that drunk. My, so it was not a good STF teaser. STFU. It was not a good teaser. Oh, and me. I had a picture of um, we the will, ghost witch. And I have one of the skinwalkers, so we will post those again. Facebook, plug your ears podcast. All right, guys, we will talk at you next week. Or talk to ourselves, really. Oh, we don't care. Yeah, time But to, we would uh, like you to come back, but we're going to talk anyhow. It's time to... It's time to unplug unplug your your ears. ears. Have a good week, everybody.